two interracial couples on a quest where fantasy and the real world collide. This is When Crit Happens. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rakatima. I am your game master, Torsten David Johnson, using he and they pronouns, and I am joined today by Joshua David Robinson. Hey, y'all. It's me. It's, it's your girl. <laughs> Tighten your best. <laughs> Th- they, them, thou. Oh, Lord, I'm tired. <laughs> And Deanna Elizabeth Woodman. Hello, I am a little flower sprouting from the ground on a spring day. I say, hello, sun. <laughs> feed me, feed me That's with your life. <laughs> oh, if only you could see what he was doing with their face. Yeah, the tentacle body. fingers. What are you talking about? Those are petals. Petals, right. <laughs> petals definitely move like In that. In the wind. And Kylie Marie Brinkman. Oh, hello, everyone. Kylie Marie Brinkman. She, her, playing Josephina Wick, a.k.a. Joe, also using she, her pronouns. Amazing. Well, uh, what? What's funny? Deanna's still being a flower. Oh, Deanna's still waving the tentacle fingers. (laughs) They are petals, clearly. (laughs) It's not my fault you don't understand art. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was. (laughs) And back to the show. So, should we get to a little recap, everybody? Please, please, Lord. So, last time, the three of you squashed into a little boat with Thula and Yama, finally reached the last navigable part of the flume before a cave-in blocked the way. You disembarked and found yourselves in a dark passage, a surprisingly dark passage. The purple web lights of Terra were all dark in this area, unlike further up in the flume where you had come from. As you looked around, Titan, you found five dark, oozy streaks on the wall, and Jasu, your divine sense, told you that those streaks were certainly corrupted, in the same way that the stream and plants had been corrupted back at Longstrom and Tempest Top. Thula, looking at a broken sign, determined that the passageway led to the Great Hall, and that you were very close to the gates of Hitherheim. The exit that Hitherheim. you were looking for. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I forgot that Hitherheim is also a drag queen. Right. That's right. <clears throat> uh, which is beautiful canon, by the way, and I can't wait until we <laughs> we meet them in, <laughs> in this campaign. Hitherheim. Hitherheim. Yeah, you all decided to rest, but not for too long since things seemed a bit on the sketch side. During your short rest, Jasu, you raised the idea of putting the Sky Stone into your left gauntlet. And so, Joe, you spent some time tinkering to get it properly set. Around the time the gauntlet was ready to go, you all noticed a new presence close by. A face with black veins radiating in a kind of web away from the creature's eye sockets and dark ooze coming out of the fingernail beds. Titan, you waved... And it ran away. When you tried to speak to it, it rude yammered back non-verbally. Not yammered back, okay? Yammered. <laughs> Correct. Not Yama's yammers. This was uh, Deep Dweller's yammer because Yama and Thula shocked at a sight that they 
seemed to recognize. It matched descriptions that they had heard of deep dwellers, monsters that came from Terran folktales of their youth. But to Jasu, it was clear that this was, in the same way that the plants near Yama's house had been corrupted, a corrupted person. Mm. You all decided that it was time to go and quickly packed up to head for the exit. As you went through the tunnels towards the Great Hall, you saw that Hitherheim was in a ruined state with broken rocks and fallen columns everywhere. When you finally reached the Great Hall, you heard movement in the dark, vacuous space. As you stepped into the large room, an arrow shot out at you from the ledge on the far side. Nice. Thank you, So Kyrie. you ran. You had to battle through <laughs> deep dwellers, dodge arrows, navigate crumbling stairs, and evade seemingly bottomless pits. And all the while, more deep dwellers were coming. Titan, realizing things were dire, you tapped into some powerful magic and reached out through the realms to contact Prim to tell her of your imminent danger using the sending spell. She told you to take care of yourself and that she didn't really know anything else that you were talking about. (laughs) Then as you reached the gates, Thula opened the Terran door and you saw a portcullis on the other side, stuck shut. Joe, you stepped up and with some well-placed WD-40 managed to get the thing working again. While you worked, though, the Deep Dwellers descended upon Jasu and Thula, who went down hard. Thula did, not Jasu. That's right. Titan, you revived Thula with some encouraging words, and Yama got Get the up, girl. This ain't no time to be lying down on the job now. I, I believe that's almost exactly what you said. <laughs> well. You revived her, and Yama got the portcullis open wide enough for you to escape. And as you all spilled out of the mountain and into the twilight of Arboreus, Joe, you sent a massive amount of magic a fireball into the room behind you, incinerating all of the deep dwellers that were preventing Thula from closing the Terran door. As it closed and the portcullis dropped, you all felt yourselves safe, finally. And that is where you are now. Absolutely beautiful recap. Uh, I just want to add to the recap the terror of the whole encounter that I feel like was missing. True terror the whole time. It was scary, y'all. I don't (laughs) know if y'all were scared listening to it, but it was scary. (laughs) I was in a closet trying to play. Like, it it was not (laughs) a good situation. You were in a closet. Wow. Yeah. (sighs) And as the tension of the terror is releasing inside of you, Joe... I would what? like you to roll <laughs> what could you on the wild <laughs> magic table. Aren't you predictable? So <laughs> for those of you that didn't listen to the pre-show, we talked about the fact that there were a few opportunities for Joe to roll on the wild magic surge table during this last encounter. And so the three of you suggested that we do it at the beginning of this session. That was your idea. That was not my idea. <laughs> It was somebody's idea. (laughs) Oh, it was definitely mine. I will take full credit. Thank you. And so we're going to run with it. Uh, We're going to to say that this is the tension 
all being released at once. And so we're going to roll three times on this table and Good see God. what happens. Yes. Okay. I rolled an 80. Okay. Illusory butterflies and flower petals flutter in the air within 10 feet of you for the next minute. Are you, are you kidding? Flower petals? That's what it says. So, and wow. illusory butterflies. <laughs> Jasu's fingers float up. Let's read all of them because maybe they'll inform each other. Absolutely. As a cumulative thing. It looks like this. Uh-huh. It looks exactly like that, everybody. They can't, like they that, can't everybody. see it. They can't. Just imagine matter. Deanna waving fingers. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Look at the story that's being created by the dice. Okay, the next one. Uh-huh. You are surrounded. It's a 98. You are surrounded by a faint ethereal music for the next minute. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is like... <laughs> This is straight up Lothlorien. Like therapy happening. Like I had a traumatic moment and this is my magic trying to soothe me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> truly, truly. Okay. 82, you can take one additional action immediately. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Cool. Uh, wow. You said three times. Am yeah, I done? three times. And so yeah, now you have three. access to your... Uh, tides of chaos. Oh, yes. To, now you have you. access to your tides of chaos again. Uh, and what do you do as you are all outside on this grassy hillside uh, surrounded by ethereal music, flower petals and butterflies, and (laughs) a beautiful sunset? I think Joe's action is just like dashing away from this door as quickly as possible and then just like nose diving but landing flat on her back with her eyes closed like heavy breathing trying to relax but then her magic calming her with this ethereal music and butterflies and petals that she really hardly even notices because her eyes are closed mm-hmm. and she's distracted but that's what's happening <laughs> okay titan is immediately as soon as they're out and the door is closed is like no longer convinced that safety exists and so Mm. it's just like doing a a perception checks because the world is now not the world that they knew existed five minutes ago great make a perception check it's a it's a three on the die so that's gonna be a six (laughs) great i am still by the exit and i am making sure as much as I can, maybe an investigation check of just making sure that it is closed and there will be nothing getting out. Cool, yeah, make an investigation check. Yeah, Titan, as you look around, you don't see any deep dwellers, so you don't think that there's imminent threat, but you get a little distracted by the... By the Coachella vibe? (laughs) You get, sure, yeah, yeah. You you get lost in the in the butterflies and flower petals and and, music? The, and the music, and you don't know where it's coming from, and it might be freakier than soothing. Titan thinks that they have inhaled some of that black gunk and are now tripping, but like don't want to be tripping. It's like mm-hmm. I would just like like this hallucinatory experience to stop now. <laughs> yes, I understand that I'm going to be learning something about myself because it's a hallucinogen, but I'm ready to be done. I'm ready to be done with it. I'm ready to be done. Thula is watching you and t- Titan, are you all right? <laughs> no, 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 Thula, I am not all right uh, frantically making a perception tricks it like through like this like crowd of flowers and 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 butterflies uh, and like swinging on these butterflies oh, thinking God. that they're like part of the a trick of the deep dwellers or something convinced yeah. that they're in danger still and jesse what was your investigation 13 yeah you're watching as this portcullis 
finishes closing. And you can see the design of this whole entryway is such that the winch is set back and there's no real way to access it from out here. But uh, Yama was able to open it so that it spun itself closed just with the weight of the portcullis. And so it seems firmly locked. There's no way in now unless somebody from inside was going to open it. And there's no sign that the Terran door is moving. And you get the idea that if the Deep Dwellers who were right behind you had wanted to or were able to open the door, they probably would already. Mm-hmm. But they there doesn't seem to be any movement and you don't okay. see any of them coming through. I still my breath is still being held. I have not released it. I turn mm. around and I look at Titan and yeah. and I just say Titan Swinging, Titan. swinging on butterflies. I think Titan's experiencing some... There's another one. Titan, what's going on? Yama says. If Yama, like, reaches up to touch Titan, Titan might, like, try to, like, swing on Yama. Like, okay, not, like, no, intentionally, I won't get that close. Okay, you need, I, you need some space. I come forward and I put both my big, massive hands on your shoulders and I'm like, Titan, Titan. What? We're outside. Are you sure? Yes. How do you know? I see the stars. Look up. Titan looks up. And I don't know, is it cloudy? There are a few clouds in the sky, just enough to reflect a beautiful sunset. A sunset that seems to be increasing in intensity in that way that, you know how sometimes there's kind of a, an initial sunset and then a secondary sunset? Like the first one is mm. the rays of the sun that you can see, and then the next one is when you see the after the sun's already gone below the horizon, you see the rays of sun on the clouds illuminating what's higher up. And so you're not able to see the sun. It's setting behind the the mountains behind you, but framed up on the clouds high above are these deep purples and pinks. And straight in front of you are the oncoming stars along the eastern horizon you can see the the first stars starting to glimmer and as you're seeing this beautiful scene and realizing that you are in fact in arboreus and that the deep dwellers are not following you joe you notice that your ring has some color coming into it and you see a purple that seems to reflect the purple that you're seeing in the cloud up above. And it makes you feel this kind of nostalgic melancholy. Mm. And you think that your father is probably also looking at this exact same sunset, however many hundreds of miles away on a ship, and is sending you a little bit of his experience. Mm. Yeah, I think for Joe, after Joe catches her breath, sits up and is a bit, I don't know if slap happy is the right word, but like partially because of being surrounded by this music and butterflies, it's like, I don't know what's happening. I know it's my magic that's doing it, so I'm not concerned about it, but I have no clue why it's happening, but I also don't care much because of what Mm -hmm. I just witnessed. Mm-hmm. And so I think I sit up and I'm just looking at the big door that just closed. And and it feels kind of fitting that this is the first time that Joe would have cast Fireball. Mm. And this like calming, calming mm-hmm. energy feels a bit fitting. And I, uh, 
I end up saying out loud, did you see how many of them there were? And I think I'm just sitting, just staring at the door, envisioning like all of those creatures that when my spell went off were illuminated by the fireball. And I think that I'm refraining from wanting to like send my father my real mood, which is like still like horror of what we just saw and just like take in the mood that he is sending me. Mm -hmm. So I don't worry him too much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting that you, you feel like your mood might be worrisome if you were to send it in this moment. Yeah. And I think like we just don't have enough information for me to want to send it. Sure. Yeah. Ayama kind of sees what goes on. He sees that your ring is changing colors and that you refrain from rubbing it. And he steps up to you and he says, I I did see how many there were. It was very unsettling. And I think Joe probably just starts crying because of like the rush of emotion, knowing that her dad is safe. Mm-hmm. But then like the oh shit of like what's going to happen to the world and just says to Yama, what do you think this all means? Oh, I don't even know. It, that seems like a, you're right, a big potential event for the entire realm of Terra. And I wonder if it might impact Arboreus as well. It does seem like there must be some connection between this corruption that you say you felt here, Jasu, and the corruption at Longstrom and at Tempest Top and near my house. I nod. It feels the same. I don't know how it could be connected, though, and I would venture to guess that we might not have all of the answers or enough information to uh, to find the answers yet, but it does seem that if it kept spreading, that could be very bad. I wonder how far it goes. You mean in Terra? Yeah. Down underground? Yes. Is there anyone you could reach out to to talk to? Thula nods and says, Interesting. Yes, I I have had recent contact with friends who live in Terra in regions that are close by to Hitherheim. You know, just a day's walk or, or so from Hitherheim. And they haven't said anything about corruption or, or anything like that. As I said, Hitherheim was such an industrial place and it has become less populated recently. But there are areas of Terra nearby that are doing just fine and, and have lots of people living there. I suppose they, they might be in some danger. So Thula... The people in Hitherheim and the industry there, are they in business with the Koros? Because the last time we saw something like this was when the Koros were cutting down trees Mm. up in the mountains. Thula says, well, I suspect that they traded with the Koros, yes. The Koros, even though they had lost a fair amount of power over the last few centuries, were still a a noble family that, that had business dealings. And Yama speaks up and he says... Well, I mean, I know that the first time you noticed the corruption was when the Koros were cutting down those trees, but they were really just releasing the corrupted sap into the waterways. Mm. I I can tell you, because I lived up there 
those plants had been corrupted for years, hmm. years and years, ever since the dragon slayer went up. Hmm. Oh. How long do we think this underground has been like this? Thula furrows her brow and says, well, I couldn't say for certain. Definitely not longer than a few years. I have had contact with people from Hitherheim in the last three years or so, but I couldn't tell you more precisely than that. It seems remarkable that not more people would know that this has happened. She nods, as mm. does Yama. Yeah, isn't there a government in Terra? Oh, well, not in quite the same way that you might be used to here. And he, he kind of smirks a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and that means? Well, you know, there's all this national politics here, and things are, things are all knit up in who has power and controlling the land and everything. Things in Terra are a little bit different. I don't know. Maybe it's because people live longer generally, or I'm not sure exactly why. Maybe it's because Terra in many ways functions through its contact with Arboreus. You know, we we have interactions with people in Arboreus all the time, and so we kind of end up having some kind of... Uh, allegiance would be the wrong word, but we end up kind of following whatever's happening politically above ground near us. And so we don't necessarily have the need to have A our centralized own... centralized... Yes, exactly. Terran government. Right. Mm. Did Hitherheim not trade... Was oh, yes, they certainly did. But it's kind of like, uh, what's what's that one city in uh, way way off in the in the middle of the West? It's it's called Detroit, I believe. You know, it's, uh -huh. it's a, a place that... <laughs> Detroit, yes, I know it well. Detroit. It's Detroit. Detroit, is that the pronunciation? That's the way oh. that I always heard it. Right, uh, per perhaps. Uh, but my... Detroit? Yeah, I, I... I always pronounce it Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a place that, that had a booming sense of itself and an economy that, that other places fed off of and, and wanted and envied, and, and then it kind of collapsed when... when uh, the industry and, and no one moved ever heard from places. them again. Yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> remember that. And people often wondered what was going on there, and you knew people lived there, and sometimes you'd you'd have to go through because, you know, you're going up to the UP. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and now no one even knows if they're still alive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So it's yes, they used to have a, a lot of trade, but. It's because the infrastructure there is so so oriented towards towards the crafting of magical items using true gems, which just aren't accessible anymore. There's, yeah. They were all used up. At any rate, speaking of true gems, I wonder if, because we found one inside its gizzard, I wonder if the Deep Dwellers is part of why the Roper made its way out of Terra. Oh. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's why we made our way out of Terra, so. Yes. Guess that it, thing wasn't as dumb as it looked. Mm. Yeah. I think we need to get information out, but I also think that we might, and I look down at my bleeding ass body, mm -hmm. need some rest. <laughs> yeah, Thula is, has found kind of a little high spot, stepped up on a little rocky promontory here on this steep hillside and is surveying the landscape around you. And as you look around, as the twilight grows, you see that you are on steep, 
hillsides that lead down to the river valley, the same river valley that the road is in, the road that you were on earlier in the day. And uh, you see a a pathway leading up to the gates. There's There's like a paved pathway with paving stones leading down, but these paving stones are covered in grass in most places. It looks like nobody has used this pathway in at least one growing season, and so the grass has overtaken these pavers. And Thula points and says, we aren't far at all. Uh, Do you all see that side canyon that's joining the main river gorge here? No, but I smell it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. I forgot you you don't see well in the dark. Well, that right there is the Gommel River, and it leads to the sanctuary. The Evertree Sanctuary is on the Gommel River, so that's where we're going. And we'll just have to go down to the main road, follow it for a little ways, and then we'll reach the cutoff. Are we making it all the way to the Evertree Sanctuary this evening? Is that possible or no? It's too far. I think it would be a good idea. It's probably not more than an hour's walk from here. And mm, okay. there we could find a good place to rest. We could camp out here on the hillside if you. I ain't prefer. camping out next to this next mm, to this cave. Mm, 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 you you see, Yama's already got his uh, his camp stove out. Oh no, you don't want to camp. Pack it up, moving out. Okay, sorry. And packs it packs it all back up. Titan looks over at at Jasu, Jasu being all bloody and everything like that, and said, "Girl, I know you feeling bloody and a little worn down, but you know what? This whole battle mistress thing looks good on you." And that is a uh, that's a healing word. Oh, thank you so much. Eight hit points. Awesome. What is anyone else at? Because I also have Oi on hands. Who looks bad? Thula has 11 out of 20, and Yama has 14 out of 20. Okay. I go over and finally release my breath that I have been holding. And as I do, I put my hands up on both Tula and Yama's shoulders and the same smoke, steam, mist, really, that comes out, goes into their wounds and heals them. Great. And then I will do the rest for myself. Cool. And Thula says, the walking isn't difficult from here to there, but given the time, we might want to start moving right now. Are you all ready? Joe tightens up her boots and puts on her headlamp and then also has her flashlight with the high beams on since it's getting dark. Great. Lead the way. Okay. You all head down the hillside, tracing this well-made road that you can see at one point was very ornate. The amount of stonework on the sides as well as the quality of the paving is excellent, and there's reliefs carved in, but it looks like it has been many years since anybody took care to clean those reliefs or mend any of the broken stones. And this road, this little, you know, entrance road to Hitherheim leads down to the main road along the sudden flow. And you can see that this road is well-traveled, as it was further down the last time that you were on it. But the gorge is deeper here. And so where before you were kind of at the bottom of uh, a wider valley with the peaks extending off to the left, here it's a a narrow, steep-sided river gorge. 
and this road is high up above the river. And so you can see the river down below at points, but the road immediately starts winding its way off to the left. And Thula says, come on this way, and leads you onto the main road. As you go, you get to a high point on the road, and looking over your shoulder, you can see kind of a sweeping view down through the valley for miles and miles. And you think that you can see lights in various spots as the night is setting in. You see what looks like it might be settlements off on the plains to the east. You see the lights down towards the shore, which you think could be Stormhaven. And then there's another little spot with some lights that you just see flickering through the the mountain peaks. And it occurs to you that that might be the caravan itself Mm. with campfires uh, lit or something like that. However, they have determined to spend the night uh, after you presume clearing the treasure cart off of the road. Mm. And a few hundred feet from this spot, Thula points to the side of the road and says, this is it. This is the turnoff to Evertree. And you can see a large patch of mushrooms here on the side of the road, Mm. whose green and orange spots are almost iridescent in the starlight. And the path itself is barely visible. After Thula points it out, you think that you can see a little pathway here, but you definitely would have missed it without her guidance. Mm. But as she steps onto it, you see that these wide-capped mushrooms kind of lean or retract away from her feet as they fall, Mm. revealing a well-worn footpath underneath. Magical. That you are all able to follow. And as as the, the five of you... Uh, walk down this pathway off to the right towards the Sudden Flow River and that side canyon that she pointed out, Mm. the tributary, Uh, you see that behind you, after all five of you have passed, these mushrooms kind of bend back to cover your tracks. Wow. And after only a few minutes of this, traveling along this mushroom road, you make your way down to a thin bridge, which extends from one side of this narrow inner gorge of the Sudden Flow River to the other, the roiling waters of the river far below. And you see on the far side, there is a small ledge carved into this side canyon of the Gommel River that traipses and traverses upstream, continuing towards the sanctuary. Drama. And as you are approaching, you see another green and orange mushroom growing from the rocks right in front of this little suspension bridge. The bridge which was hidden from view from the main road. You never saw this from the road because of how narrow and steep the gorge is at this point. Mm -hmm. And this green and orange mushroom, the cap of the mushroom is quite large, maybe a foot wide. And Does it talk to us? my God, do I eat it? I eat it. You see... That it begins to grow taller. Oh my god! Until it stands. This is the best day of my life. Just about four feet tall, 
And I have a story for the after show. Yeah. <laughs> this is incredible. And it, it begins to move. It seems to be shifting itself so that it seems like it's looking at you, though you see no eyes. Titan starts swinging wildly. Is it, we're still, we're still tripping y'all we're still it's still happening this isn't my magic this time i divine sense oh great this is interesting Interesting. how will they rule how will they rule how will they rule on this yeah there's definitely nothing corrupted here good and it's not i lower my staff you wouldn't say that this is an embodied spirit but I think you get the feeling of some kind of deep magic here, like some kind mm. of living earth Whoa. happening here. But it doesn't send up any of the divine sense flags of this is a specific thing. But Thula sees you kind of freaking out, Titan, and says, Yes. Titan, it's, it's all right. This is the bridge fungus. This is simply the way to get to Evertree. Um. Uh, you're not <laughs> tripping. If you want to trip on mushrooms, we can do that later. But I think tonight might not be a good time for it. <laughs> so responsible. <laughs> At the commune, we have many mushrooms and they have various powers and, and capabilities. But the ones that make you trip, which can fulfill a number of different purposes, you really have to be able to commit enough time and you know have the space. And I just think what we just went through... It's probably not a... Oh my gosh, Prim thinks we're dead. Um, uh, Titan realizes that they have forgotten to send this follow-up sending spell uh-huh. and do that right now. Sure. Great. Yeah, go for Brilliant. it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, we not dead. Almost. <laughs> yeah, so this is the sending spell. Incredible. Yeah, so, Incredible so, beginning. So Titan just, just like, honestly doesn't really doesn't fully realize what they're doing but like focuses on reaches out to prim again and says just says sorry we not dead creepy crawlies under the ground related to the to the dirty water okay headed to evertree oh by the way we got this fancy bracelet mm. wink wink yes i said okay. use two words to uh, to say wink <laughs> to say wink wink, wink. wink. Right. Hit me back when, and I'm pretty sure that's 25 <laughs> words, and so the spell peters out <laughs> Great. I could finish that thought. So, bracelet tracking. So, yes. I mean, my understanding, I, I think Prim knew, knew about the bracelet, but she like- She absolutely I, does. Because, okay, great. B- because she didn't before is the thing. Nobody knew what the tracking mechanism was, but when you all found the packaging for the key of opening, that's what- had the information, which was pretty vital. So yes, the fancy bracelet, wink, wink, will be enough for her. You are quite positive that she will pick up what you are putting down. Good, because otherwise I'll have to wait until tomorrow to tell her more. <laughs> uh, well, and in fact, immediately you get Titan. So glad to hear that you are okay. Be sure that you take good care of yourselves. Don't forget to have a little fun. And I'm glad that you have a nudge nudge bracelet it, wear it with pride titan puts the bracelet on <laughs> <laughs> great thula looks looks at you after all of this happens and says did you take care of what you needed to take care of did your call go through yes i called out to house mother and she responded 
at some point, we got to get more people. Just like what Jasu was saying, people got to know what's going on down here because I don't even think, Prim didn't even think to really ask because I don't think I could properly communicate what it is that we saw. I don't know what we saw. I mean, I know what we saw because I saw it, but like, what was that? Yeah, I... How was everybody not talking about this? <laughs> Thula and Yama look at each other and they, they say, well, I... uh I suppose we we can talk about it. Uh, I've I've personally just been in a bit of shock. I, I mean, oh no no, not just like us. I mean, just like everybody. Oh, gotcha, like gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like Sorry, people. we've talked about it. We do, we don't need to talk I about just, it. We I thought saw you wanted it, to have a little like, bit of like more. Of no, a no, I don't. I'd, I'd rather okay, not. Okay, I'd rather dis dissociate Understood. from my my yeah. most recent experience if possible. <laughs> but like generally, people in the world, how are people not talking about what's going on there? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I have to think that just people don't know. Yeah, I think the whole walk up until this point, Joe has been very quiet, potentially along with everyone else, and mm -hmm. is just very aware of the ground that she's walking on mm. and feeling like below this ground, there are like potentially hundreds of thousands of these corrupted uh, creepy crawlies mm. that although might be in a different world like actually might not be that far and maybe that's not true but mm. that, that is like what is going through her head as as mm. we're walking on this ground sure yeah yeah well uh yes i think we we definitely have a newfound goal which is to get the word out and figure out what's going on in terra for the short term I, I think we all need some rest, though. So getting to Evertree seems to be a good idea to me, anyway. And Thula nods and says, yes, well, the, the way to Evertree is, is over the bridge here. And you you see the, the bridge fungus and this uh, this mushroom person who's just been kind of watching oh, you person? this whole time. Oh, it's a mushroom person. We're walking on a mushroom person. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, you're not walking on the mushroom person. There's a mushroom person standing at the front of this mm. bridge. Okay, okay. And Thula says, yes, the, the bridge fungus in a way is like a, a mushroom person. They can sense you and communicate with you if you're okay with that. Are, are you okay talking to the mushroom person? To the bridge fungus? Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is by far not the weirdest thing that has happened today. Let's do it. I concur. And Yama nods. And so Thula says, all right, have no fear, but please be honest. And you see the large frond-like cap of the bridge fungus compresses, and it seems like this thing is wheezing and a cloud of spores emerges from the gills enveloping all of you and suddenly you hear its voice but inside your head who would cross the sudden flow <laughs> must truthful answers to me show oh no for these questions which I give no all pilgrims to the tree that lives. Rhyming couplets, couplets. <laughs> I don't say it, but I agree wholeheartedly with what Titan is saying. And so Thula, Thula looks at you and says, all right, so uh, one of you at a time will need to go and, and answer the questions of the bridge fungus. Do we also have to rhyme? Oh, uh, she, she snickers. N no, but if, if you want to, I'm sure that the fungus will enjoy it. I'm fascinated. Joe 
Wok steps up to the fungus. All right. So here's how this is going to work. There is one question that all of you get. And then you will each have two other questions. Oh, gosh. So you'll get the first question, and then you'll roll a d6 to see what the next question is. Hot. What's the vibe? Is this like a, if we get these wrong, we get stabbed we by die. mushroom? Yeah. Or like, what's <laughs> the mushroom the- guilty? Thula says, no, have no fear. There really isn't anything... <laughs> dangerous that could happen here set that going uh, into terror i will just I say that my mage armor is probably still up <laughs> <laughs> this is just the the way that we at the sanctuary are able to tell who is coming okay yeah open heart joe walks up to the mushroom great so the first question is what is your name <laughs> josephino wick but i go by joe now i'd like you to roll a d6 What's so amazing is if I, Deanna, had to do this, I would lose. (laughs) (laughs) I would get stabbed by the mushroom. Uh, Two. Two. What is your quest? Oh, well, I feel like we've been on a lot of quests, but right now I feel like our quest is like to save our Boreas, but now ever since going to Terra, I'm a little bit confused than if we're just trying to save all of Mm. Rakatima. Okay. And Joe like says that with a question mark, like she's now very unclear for herself on like, because originally, and I think, I think the mushroom gets all of this because originally we were coming to Evertree to meet and peel the leader there. I know I'm messing that up, but we came here for a specific, the prophet. Mm -hmm. Um, And now this has been layered with more things on top of it. Joe's yeah. responsibility complex says, I'm here to save the world. Yeah. <laughs> Not because I want to, but because I have to. Yeah. Great. And now roll another D6. Four. What is your love? Oh. Oh. Joe oh. says Hot. Joe says her father without mm. thinking about it. Mm. Okay. And that's the truthful answer, but I think it leaves an imparting question for Joe of that can't just be it. Mm-hmm but it is a truthful answer for Joe. Okay. And with that, the bridge mushroom seems to shift to the left a little bit, and there is space for you to walk across the bridge. And when I do this, I look back to my companions and kind of snicker and then (laughs) walk ahead across the bridge. Past doesn't even tell us what the questions were. Just leaves. <laughs> and Thula looks around and says, "Who would like to go next?" I'm happy to go. Yeah, go ahead, girl. My new fuck it attitude is: I say fuck it and I step forward. Oh wow! <laughs> okay. Thula says, "Okay, just be be kind." <laughs> for the first time in Jessu's life that she has been reminded to be kind and truly it's for like years I think Jessu's a little taken aback just I'm always kind alright so the first question comes to you what is your name my name is Jessu Heliodora now roll a d6 for me please okay I thought you were about to tell me that that's not my name and I was <laughs> like that has to be my name uh, three what is your fear? <laughs> I think Jasu doesn't answer, but thinks about it anyway. And I don't know if the mushroom picks up on just thoughts, but I would say that Jasu immediately thinks about how they have lost 
that they will never be in touch with their God again, nor their people, and will be alone for the rest of their life, mm. her life. You get the impression that this mushroom cannot read your thoughts, but mm. you can speak telepathically. So if they're, if you would like to communicate purely with the mushroom, you could. Okay. I say to the mushroom that I cannot fulfill my duty, even though that's not completely true. Make a, make a deception check. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm really good at those. I think I have, oh no, I don't have a disadvantage on this. <laughs> oh, 15. I'm very Let deceitful. me get my dice out. Oh, oh, oh no. Uh-huh. I take 70 points of damage. Okay. And then roll another d6. Great. Oh, I rolled a three again. <laughs> the bridge fungus asks you a second time. What is your fear? I pause and then I say telepathically that I might be alone. Does this feel more like the truth to you? More like it. Not elaborative, but... Similar. Okay. Great. The bridge fungus shifts slightly, giving you space to cross the bridge. I turn back to Titan and say, may the light ever shine upon you. And then I keep walking, thinking about how I haven't said that in a few days. Mm. And Titan, you stand next to Yama and Thula, and Yama looks at you as Jasu is walking across the bridge. D did she speak? I I didn't hear Jasu say anything. No, I didn't. I didn't hear anything either. Is that I don't know. They like this thing sprayed all sorts of stuff on it, but and I I didn't see its mouth move. So is it is is that how all of this is happening? Thula says yes. I I it is possible to communicate telepathically with the bridge fungus. So perhaps Jasu simply used the telepathic spores. Would you like to go next, Titan, or should I send Yama? Yeah, sure, whatever, I'll go. Great. You step up, and the bridge fungus says, What is your name? So, Titan was laying back because, like, they didn't really want to answer any of the questions. Mm. Um, because even in this moment, what is your name? Titan is like, well, what name do I give here? So I guess, so, but Titan pauses, but mm. then says, tighten your belt. And roll a d6 for me, please. Six. What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen giant osprey? <laughs> Wait, this is from, this is from that fucking movie. <laughs> what, do, we can't break copyright. We gotta, okay, I, don't know, okay, I don't know what okay. you're talking about. Okay, okay. Roughly... I don't know, 92 kilometers per hour. I don't know. Great. Roll. You said truthful. I didn't have to be <laughs> correct. <laughs> That's my most truthful answer. Roll another D6. Three. What is your fear? Uh, Titan, again, just takes a moment and thinks real hard in their head and like, what just keeps pulsing in their head and they don't say it out loud. They just think it really strong. They just say everything. Hmm. Do you say that telepathically to the mushroom? Yes. I mean, like I'm concentrating real hard. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, yes, I guess we, we, we kind of established that yeah. that's a thing. So Titan just says everything. 
All right. Everything. And the mushroom shifts out of the way, making space for you to move. Well, that was easy. All right, here we go. (laughs) And... As you get to the other side, the roar of the river makes it hard for you to hear what's going on the on the far side, but you see first Yama and then Thula go through the same ritual and then come over towards you. As Thula is arriving, she says, thank you so much. Sorry for the inconvenience. It's, as I said, our way of monitoring what is going on and who who's coming to see us we don't have any defenses at the Evertree sanctuary so there's there's no way for us to protect ourselves outside of just knowing who is coming and but the the path the path leads this way and she indicates this uh, this carved footpath that traverses the inside of the canyon i say quietly to both joe and titan I'm curious about your questions because I did not feel as though they would help much in defense and keeping out those they did not want. It seemed like they pried a little. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I suppose they're trying to figure out if someone's intentions are true or what someone's intentions are, perhaps. Yes, I don't know either, though. (laughs) Thula, who would be trying to... Who would attack Evertree Sanctuary? Is that a worry that is at top of mind here? Oh, no, I I hope not. We've never been attacked. And I think it's a a bit of a precaution. Mm. But uh, as I say, we we are nonviolent as a rule. And so we try to be as inconspicuous as possible. And should somebody be on their way, we want to know who's coming. Speaking of, uh, perhaps we should go over what our plan is when we get there. Right, right. I I mean, whatever the plan was, I do feel like, A of all, tell people about what's going on in Terra. Sure. Like, probably that's number one now, yeah, maybe. I heard. And we're here, though, to heal. We're here to bring Jasu here, really, to heal the... The prophet? prophet. Yes, yes. The prophet is is severely injured, and I, I hope is still doing okay and is still stable. Yeah, the prophet would be a great person to tell about what's going down underneath the ground. So, yeah, two birds, yeah. one seed. I am afraid I will not be able to help until I have rested. You bring up a great point. Rest is paramount. I know that I am exhausted. I spent a lot of my own energy in there and I didn't do half as much as you all did. Let's get some food, get some rest. Um, Do you want to meet anybody tonight when we arrive or would you like to just try to slip in and and go to sleep and and meet people tomorrow? I would like to meet the loudest, most badass (laughs) queen at whatever passes for a nightclub here immediately. So if y'all y'all are gonna go to sleep, I totally get that. Everybody copes in their own ways. I'm gonna go out <laughs> if there is a place to do that. Thula sort of nods. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. So you're. I don't know. Is it is there like a 24 hour rave situation somewhere here? I mean, it feels like y'all are. You talked about hallucinogenics. Is there is there are people doing that someplace? Like, is there music? 
Is it a, is this a Sunday? Is this like a like a, a not the night for for that? Well, I think just like a dive bar will do too. Whatever's clever, we can make the party happen. Really, the issue is that the spirits have been kind of dampened since the prophet, the the leader of our entire organization, has been <laughs> comatose for days. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, th- that's uh-huh. that really kind of put a damper cult, on things. Yeah, it's hard to get the cult going. When... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there was a a big conflict amongst us about whether or not we should seek outside help Mm. Uh, we make all of our decisions in a consensus based (laughs) format and i broke consensus we we (gasps) could not come to consensus and i and a few other people decided that it was too important to wait and so i i broke consensus so i will be in some hot water when we get back great so i should not go out with you tonight Am I that to understand that me. not everyone wants us here? There are those that believe strongly that the self-sufficiency of Evertree <laughs> is is an important part of our It's dropping it on us now. I can't. Um, so I'm hearing that we have to lay low because we might start a kerfuffle. Great. I would like to go well, to sleep I, with I mean, their I, presence. I don't want you to start a kerfuffle. I do think that... If the prophet comes back to full health, you will find more than enough people who want to party with you because let me tell you, we at the commune know how to have a good time. I just don't know that you'll find a lot of people interested in doing that tonight. Although I could be wrong. There might be a few people who want to blow off some steam since there's not a lot of other things that we can do right now. But it seems like it would potentially... Blow our cover. <laughs> if you want to lay low, then that would maybe not be the thing to do. Seems like you might want us to lay low. I don't want to say this out loud, but I'm. Deanna is bad. Uh, n- n- no, I I have nothing to hide from my from my companions at the the sanctuary. I will stand by my decision, even though it broke with our normal decision making protocols. Sure. Okay. So. Not a big outsidersy place. So if if I were to go out tonight, it would be very obvious who I was with and who I where I came from, and people might look at me sideways. Uh, yes, yes. Fine. Uh, tomorrow, <laughs> after Jasu heals the prophet. <laughs> uh, okay. So stupid. So uh, here's the other thing. Oh uh-huh, my goodness. Uh huh. Uh-huh. What else have what? you not told us? Yeah. Let's keep going. Well. In order to heal the prophet, uh-huh. we probably need the root of the thornberry bush. Oh my god! What the fuck? Oh my god! That sounds like a you problem. Oh my god! <laughs> so now, is this? See, I thought I thought you were a companion. I thought you you I, were here to help us, and now you giving me this quest giver nonsense. What? what you, this oh is the my first god. time we've talked. I I feel like we. we no, it is not. This hasn't come up oh my <laughs> until god. now. What did you say? Well, what we need? What's it called? A root? And where do we acquire it? So uh, I I don't have all the details, but <laughs> the symptoms. The symptoms, what? No, you don't keep, have all the details. Yeah, uh, keep going. Keep going. Sim- yeah, I am with Titan 100%. <laughs> the symptoms that the prophet was exhibiting were those of a thornberry poisoning. You see, the, the thorns of the thornberry bush are extremely poisonous, and they have a, a particular way that they affect mm-hmm. the body and sometimes the mind and sometimes the the spirit mm. it, it mm-hmm. affects different people different ways do i know can i ty is going to do uh 
history yeah. or some kind of check up to, about this Thornberry Absolutely. Dula, it sounds like you know the solution to this problem. Why are we here? Also, why am I necessary then? That's, that's, a, nat- that's a natural one. It's oh, natural okay. One You've never heard of the Thornberry yep. bush. Yeah, absolutely not. Bush why of am I necessary if my magic cannot heal on its own? Oh, no, no, no. I do believe that I can tell you all that I know, but I'm just telling you that I don't have all of the information. But I suspect that the healers will have done more research while I was gone. So there should be more information. That's part of why I'm wondering if you want to seek out one of the healers tonight or if we should wait until the morning. I'm grumpy and want to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Just heard. Heard. Jasu is a good looking mad. Jasu, you want to do it? You want to talk to one? Like, if Joe needs to go to sleep, you want to go talk to, talk to one of these people tonight so that we can get an early start tomorrow? I can, I can bring one of the healers to you. We, we, yes, yeah, I feel like do lead the way here. Like, if we need to meet someone, just tell us we need to meet them. Don't ask us who we need to meet when we don't have all the information. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of animosity I, right I now. My head I know we just Joe. went through a very stressful situation. Yes. I'm sorry about that. I, um, I just, I would like to bring to the table, um, and I, I, if I had Zone of Truth, I would cast it, that you have not given us this information earlier on, and I would like to ask why that is the case. It didn't seem pertinent. You. It you didn't were... seem pertinent that the people here in this commune did not want us here, and when I arrived, that we would need to do some extra digging more find well, more things in order to actually already, is what i'm okay. saying okay they might have it so they might if, have the root if they have been able to get the root then so you were just you were just saying that there are other steps that like yes. you don't you know where the process was what exactly. step we were on dm i have a uh-huh. question mm-hmm. because when we got this mission from thulo we did know though that not everyone was in agreement about yes. how to handle it. Oh, we so did. Okay. Yes. I don't think we understood that there might, and not that we know this, but like, I don't think we thought, oh, there's going to be violence when we show up. Like, I don't think we understood potentially any ramifications, but that was part of what we We are did. a completely nonviolent society. Okay, okay, okay. This is, I will uh, this is between me and the DM, not you, Thula. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is helpful. This is helpful because I, 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 Deanna forgot, and so Jesu was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, okay, so there's a couple places we could stay. We could stay in the communal uh, sleeping chambers, no. the, the roundhouse. Uh-uh. Okay, there's also sometimes people need privacy, so there, mm-hmm. there are some some houses where we can just yes, that and bring the healer. That yeah, we're I'm an to introvert, so I'm gonna need. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you just like, wanted to party? Uh, a, a, a private space. <laughs> make any sense a private party mm-hmm. space yeah um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, also titan saying that they're an introvert period this is hilarious <laughs> gotta recharge those batteries mm-hmm. thula also asks you jasu and says uh, so jasu what about golmeve the the other luxodon from pure I was really hoping everyone would forget because I had it written down, but I didn't want to talk about it right now. Um, Jesu, <laughs> Jesu, Jesu, Jesu says, Jesu says, I would like to meet them as soon as possible. I do think I would like to be at my full strength when I do but so. So maybe in the morning? Yes. Okay, sure. All right. Well, then why don't, when, when we get there, instead of bringing you into the center of the commune. And doing a party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will go in myself and I will have to let them know that I'm bringing people, but I'll let them know that 
were tired and just recently encountered violence. And everybody understands the impact that violence can have. And so I, I think that they will respect the desire for space and we can meet people in the morning. And, and anything else anybody wants to discuss on the walk? Um, I think so. No, I think I think we're good. Yeah. yeah so Thula Thula says, let me let me just clarify what we did know when I left <laughs> about the prophet's condition. So, mm-hmm. first of all, I'll remind you that the Koros had built an encampment near oh, here right. over the ridge, and they were building up their army. When they left, they burnt the place to the ground, and that fire spread throughout the forest. And so once they were gone, we went and tried to put out the fire to the best of our abilities. However, while we were fighting the fire, a meteor fell and a dragon appeared. The prophets... Predicted it? uh, (laughs) No, actually. The prophet failed in that regard. The prophet stood against the dragon in order to allow the rest of us to escape and was grievously injured. And after the dragon left, uh, some people went back and were able to recover the prophet and bring her back to our sanctuary, but she was extremely injured. As we were stabilizing Old girl fought her, a dragon? She was, she was attacked by a dragon, I think might oh, be okay. the, the better way of of phrasing that that's less courageous i mean i mean i, I was sounding like a badass like everybody run i'm gonna take on this dragon and you know and the dragon you know messed her up because it's a dragon but you know that would have been real brave but if the like the dragon the dragon came for her specifically that's weird uh well she she wanted to create an opening for the rest of us to escape and she has She's still brave she to... put herself in the way of the dragon so that her and people could okay yeah okay she has certain magical capabilities she is able to commune with the plants and things and so uh, she was afforded some protection by them and so because of these powers stood longer than anybody else would have but she has no martial training uh, as basically nobody does with the exception of Golmeev. Golmeev is the one person in our society that has any martial training. Anyway Golmeev was able to go down and recover her as we were healing her, we realized that the symptoms that she uh, was exhibiting are identical to those of the thornberry poison. The thornberry poison is extremely debilitating and it will drastically affect somebody's strength or their mind. It affects different people in different ways, but she was completely out of it even after we stabilized her and brought her back to some kind of physical health, she wasn't getting better. And that's consistent with the thornberry. We can, we can grind the root of the thornberry bush and make an antitoxin that will stop the poison from working any further. And so if you prick yourself with a thornberry bush while you're picking thornberries, which by the way are delicious, and make excellent wine, you can use this antitoxin and any strength atrophication that might be happening in your arm will stop but you'll never regain that strength it will just stop the degradation from Mm -hmm. advancing any further but it doesn't help your body get better and so our fear is that she 
was reduced so far that even if we were to get her the antitoxin, see. she would no longer be able to communicate or anything. And and so that that's why when I when I met you, when when Yama told me that he knew you, it seemed like such a something that the great spirit themselves had sent and and such a a wonderful option because even the best doctors in Stormhaven I I doubt would be able to do anything for her in the way that you with your magical healing might be able to. At any rate, there are probably other details that have become known in the recent past that I don't know about. So I'll find us a place to to rest and and in the meantime find a healer as well to inform us. Uh yeah. Anything else anybody wants to ask her before before getting to the sanctuary? Nah, I think let's 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 mosey on down. Hello listeners. It is your turn to cross the bridge of Evertree. Answer these questions truthfully now, like our patrons Steve and Andrew surely will. Okay, here we go. What is your name? What is your favorite color? What is the capital city of the Federated Enterprises? The third one is difficult, as my spore networks tell me the name of this place may have only been uttered once on this podcast. If you feel confident that you answered all of these questions truthfully, whether correctly or not, congratulations! You have earned the trust of the Evertree Sanctuary. You can now proceed to the rest of the show. Have a good trip. All right, so as you are finishing up this conversation, the path which has been winding along the edge of this river, the Gamal River, makes its way up onto the forest floor. And the river here is calmer. As you're going upstream, the river has climbed out of this canyon-like gorge and is now at the same level as the forest floor. And you see right where the path meets the kind of edge of the canyon wall here, another fungus. And... I eat it. (laughs) And Thula says, this is the guardian fungus. It will shower you in more spores if that's okay with you. Are these the hallucinogenic type? Because like, I'm still like, I would really love to party just a little bit. (laughs) Just a little bit She says, I'll see what I can do when we get there. But th- these are kind of like reverse hallucinogenic spores. <laughs> <laughs> and as you feel the spores spreading across you, the forest that you see in front of you starts to change. And you begin to realize that uh, the image of the forest in front of you was an illusion. And mm. what is actually there is an array of both trees, but also little round houses and big round buildings and they have warm firelit windows and their roofs seem to be made out of living mushrooms and they all look to be made out of cob mud and straw mixture and most of them are circular in some way some are big and have multiple rooms that are kind of joined together They're decorated with spirals and various colors, and mushrooms are growing everywhere. Hmm. That is, everybody sees this except Jasu. Ah, cool, yeah. Mm -hmm. Jasu, you see the trees. Great. And Yama's jaw 
hangs slack. Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful, he says. And uh, Titan and Joe, you're able to see this kind of transformation in front of you. And Jasu, they what? seem to be ogling the forest. What What are you seeing? What? Well, the houses, the fire, you know, the what? village that popped up in front of us. There's, there are no houses. Where oh, are the houses? And I'm pointing to these houses with the mushroom caps. Yeah, there's one right there. And like that one right there is actually pretty cute. I, You're pointing at a tree. Uh, you see there is a tree in that direction. It looks like a, a little fig tree in and amongst these houses. You can see little gardens and all sorts of what look like mushrooms that, that look like they'd be delicious to eat growing in and amongst the, the things. Uh, and so Jesu is in a way pointing at a tree, but does not seem to be acknowledging the the building right next to it. I think Jesu is joking. This is a bit. Uh, Thula comes uh-huh, over. And I keep walking. Thula comes over and puts her hand <laughs> on your hand uh, and, and looks up at you, Jesu, and says, Jesu, what did you tell the bridge fungus? I answered the questions. Did you answer truthfully? <sighs> They may have had Joe to turns act. around and makes that expression. <laughs> I I don't look at Joe. I may have been asked a couple of times, but yes. Okay, I I'll see if I can find you an antidote. Things are going to be confusing for you for a little while until I'm able to lay my hands on on those spores. Just wait here. I'm going to go find a, an open dwelling for us to to spend the night. And Thula takes off. Uh, leaving the four of you to chat. Are you saying there are things that I cannot see right now? Yep. Why did you lie to the mushroom? Oh, Lord. Jasu don't lie to the mushroom. (laughs) (laughs) I I did not mean... Why did the mushroom need to know anything? (laughs) Well, because now you can't see the village. (laughs) What did you say to the mushroom? The truth. I just told the truth. I said my things out loud. (laughs) Your questions were easy. <laughs> What'd you lie about? Now, you don't need to tell me what the truth is, but what did you lie about? Yet yeah, Yama says, we-, we couldn't even hear the questions. So what What did you feel like you couldn't You couldn't tell him, Jasu? Why is everyone look at, looking at me? Your first crush? Was that it? Is that what it asked you? It asked you your first crush? <laughs> Why are all of your questions easier than mine? I didn't if you, say if that's you go what it back asked to me. the mushroom and you tell it the truth, it will I let you see the I did tell it the truth. It asked me twice. It asked me what I was afraid of. And the first time I was not truthful. But when it asked again, I was. Well, I guess there's consequences for telling lies. Naughty, Jasu. You naughty. Uh... Jasu is mad. <laughs> <laughs> and goes and tries to pretend like she can see the trees, the, the, the houses <laughs> that you guys could see, even though she absolutely can. And she goes, I think it's working now. I think I can <laughs> yeah. see it. I think Joe is actually kind of sassy about this, partially because she's crabby, but also it feels like what's the worst that could happen just because Jasu can't see the see the village. Mm-hmm. Like it's a bummer, but it's not like a life or death kind of bummer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean though, like you gonna have to get led around because, like you know, you I can you see go- it. That's a house. I point at a tree. <laughs> okay, walk up to that house then and open. No, and no, knock no, on don't, the door. don't, don't tell I her to walk, walk knock on somebody's door. She gonna crush somebody. I walk you over walks, to a tree. Okay. Walking through somebody's tomatoes. Make a. I don't even know what kind a of luck save. Check. I think it's going to be a dexterity save. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm really good at those. Mm-hmm. But, oh, it's a two, so with a minus one, so that's a one. <laughs> oh, God. A non-nat one. <laughs> uh, okay. 
uh, you take six points of bludgeoning damage oh, as you're walking full force and just your head slams into this hard side of this house. It feels almost like stone, but it's mud and clay mixed with straw. Oh, I walk it's, over to Jasu and like I, try to help them up. I lied Get again. Over here I can't by see us. it. I lied. Yeah. I lied again. Yes, we know. <laughs> and you see the door open, and from inside there is a but small person that pops their head out, looks at you, and says, "Uh, hello." Can I help you? Can I see or hear this person? You can. You can see this person. It looks to you like they pop out from behind a tree. Nope. And who? I just turn around and try to walk Jossie the other direction. I'm sorry. Who who, who are you? I've, I've never seen you before. Hello. Yes, I am here to visit the houses. That... <laughs> <laughs> You're here to visit the, the houses? Whose houses? I'm here to visit the one who looks like me. Uh, you see that this person's eyebrows raise. Oh, you're here to visit Goldmeave? Goldmeave, yes. I see. And who are your companions? Looking at Yama and Titan and Joe. Groupies. Oh, you want us to introduce ourselves. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> God, manners much. Hello, Titan Yabelt. I'm sure you've heard uh, stories of my fabulosity. Charmed. Uh-huh. And you see this person's eyes shift over to you, Joe? Uh, Joe? And I just do a little head nod. Huh. And this is y- Yama. Yama goes, and I'm, I'm Yama. And uh, nods skeptically. Okay, well, I... And we are supposed to be here. With Thula is... Um... Oh, Thula's back, he says. And yes. she brought you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and how does well... that make you feel? <laughs> Well, I, I can tell you how, how it makes me feel. It makes me feel disrespected, for one, and, and like the, the, the entire trust that we've built in this community over, over the course of generations is... Is, is he standing in the doorway? Just, yeah, yeah. I cast sleep. Oh, oh my God. God. Lord. Good for you. Good for you. And, and, and three... And you see him drift off to sleep. Why don't you roll hit points just to check and see if you get ridiculously low. Uh, but you see him slump over. That's so funny. Best use of the sleep spell ever. Oh, wow. I'm like really good. 27. Oh, yeah. 27. Okay, no, okay we're good. He's down. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> he's asleep. He goes down and I shut the door. you hear another figure slump back who's also in the chamber. As you're shutting the door, Thula is coming back and kind of hurries up seeing you near this house. Uh, what, what, what's going on? Is everything Nothing. okay? Nothing is going on. Let's go. Time oh. to find privacy. Okay. Did, did you did anything happen? Uh, I may have run into a house. Oh, and okay. I, I don't know because I cannot see. So wait, I'm sorry. I I definitely didn't hear what you said, Joe, because I was listening to you, Jasu. You you ran into the house, but is everybody okay? Yeah, people just a little sleepy. So let's find our places for sleeps. Okay, sleeps. Right? People are just a little sleepy. Looks around. Sure, and I've I've I think that there's a house that's that's open a, a sleeping house that's open over here, and leads you over to a little house close to the river. I hold out my hand for someone to guide me. <laughs> I grab it. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, once we're away, I, uh-huh. I will tell, because I don't, I will tell Tula like what actually happened. It's like, yeah, and there was some, there was some loud mouth, somebody who was trying to read us the riot act and Joe put him to sleep. Oh, oh, okay, shit. They don't seem very pleased they, with you and your actions of bringing us here. Yeah. 
about this high, and you see Thula's got her hand lower than her. This is a person that's shorter than her. Yeah, the word disrespected got thrown around. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's probably Nabila's pip silver. Little <laughs> bit of a thorn in my side. Um, okay, thanks for letting me know. Are you sure he's not hurt? I mean... Just sleeping. Oh, okay. And that's great. I'm not going to ask any questions. Good, because we don't have any to, answers. <laughs> leads you to a little dwelling find that this is a, a cozy little dwelling the hearth isn't lit but yama immediately goes over and starts lighting a fire in it there are several different types of bed in here it's clearly a community that is made up of people of different sizes and so there's like hammocks and big uh, couch-like beds and then there's like a futon on the floor and so there's a lot of different places for you to make yourselves comfortable. And Thula says, uh, feel free to make yourselves comfortable. Uh, there's a, one of the healers is going to be here in about five or 10 minutes who said that she would go over the status of the prophet and things that they've learned. Do I look like I'm, does it seem like I'm just sitting outside? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Thula, Thula says, Jasu, I was able to get this, the antidote for the illusory effect It'll sting a little bit, and it might not work right away. But you can you can just take these these eyedroppers and, and just put a couple drops right in your eyes. It takes me like seven tries to get the, <laughs> myself not to blink as I do it. Uh, great. Make a wisdom check. Let's use okay. medicine. Ba, 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 ba. Ten. Great. Uh, it will take you three hours before the effect is totally worn off cool okay um so yeah at the moment it feels like you are in a weirdly dark part of the forest there's kind of a stump thing but you keep hitting things and that just don't even look like they're there invisible things i just sit down and stop moving uh yeah anybody else want to do anything in the few minutes before the healer comes get yourself settled at all titan titan has sent the message they are Still a little freaked out about like you know everything that's going on, but yeah, they're gonna. They, honestly, I think they're just gonna check in and try to real talk a little bit with um with Jasu to just be like, I get having secrets, and you ain't gotta tell us what's going on. Like we just went through some real ass stuff, and I don't really even want to talk about it myself. But regardless of all of that, just know that like we got you, girl. That's all I want to say. I appreciate that. I think I've been upset lately at many things and i don't really know what i'm doing how did you figure out who you were damn <laughs> like i guess i just decided you know but how did you know how to choose like what to choose or yeah how did i how did you know i don't I, honestly, boo, I don't know. I'm just, I do it in every moment. I decide to be me. And there was a long time where people were deciding who I was for me, not even necessarily overtly. You know what I mean? It's just like you go through and you live in a place and there are all these things you're supposed to do, ways you're supposed to act. And without you even deciding that's what you want to do and that's who you want to be, that's how you end up, right? So it actually does take a lot of thought, courage, and you know, fortitude to make those choices, uh, to decide anything about who you are and what you wanna be. 
But, you know, it's not that hard either. It's just you kind of always got to recognize that if you aren't making the choice, somebody's going to make it for you. I think Jessu thinks about her growing up in a world where she was told over and over again that she was the prophet and like that was who she was supposed to be and i think it really resonates with her and she she says out loud i don't even know where to start i feel like everything is different and i don't think i chose any of the things that have happened to me so far that's real i mean and recognizing that i feel like is the only way you can start to change that so what do you want to do right now I would like to be able to stand and move around without hitting things. <laughs> oh, just just give it a minute. I, I think Tula said it will take a, a few hours maybe. So uh, do you see anything? And uh, you, even as only a few minutes have passed, you're starting to get a faint outline of the bed and the, and the chimney and, and this round cob house here. And as you do, a soft knock comes at the door. Thula goes and, and opens the door and, and lets in this healer who has come over. Uh, hello, I Thula told me that you are here to potentially be the ones to heal the prophet. And she says, looking around at all three of you and Yama. Yama says, oh, not me. I, I'm definitely not going to do any healing. I, I'll help out if I can. But um, I, I think... That's the one you want. And Diama gestures over to you, Jasu. I stand up, trying not to hit anything. <laughs> uh, and, and the healer looks at you and says, Hello, I'm, I'm Mortha. I have been one of the attendants for the prophet. Are there any questions that you have for me, or would you like me to just tell you what we know? I think maybe we begin with what you know. Okay. Well, the poison, which is very similar to the poison from the thornberry bush, has taken a great toll. And I actually am going to make a roll right now to see the effect of this poison. Drama, 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 drama. So this poison affects one ability score. Okay. And I'm going to see which one it has affected. So you're going to roll a d6? Roll a d6, and it is charisma. Okay. So Martha says, the prophet's sense of self is so low that she will not get out of bed. She will not open her eyes. She will not speak. She will not write. We think that physically she could stand and do things and, 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 and that her physical capacity might be there, but she has entirely no force of will. And I see. what we know about the thornberry poison is that the antitoxin will stop its advancement. Currently, we are having to work as hard as we can to stop it from reducing her charisma even more. If we didn't have access to the dragon's bane mushroom, which seems to be stemming the advancement, I think it could be even worse. But that's just a stopgap, and it, it, it does seem like sometimes she is weakening even further. And so the most immediate thing is that she needs the antitoxin. The unfortunate thing is that the thornberry bush 
is indigenous to the basin over the ridge where the Koro soldiers had built their encampment. And as far as we can tell, all of the thornberry bushes were burnt in the fires. And we are not, we haven't been able to find good thornberry patches. That is, we couldn't until yesterday. Oh, oh, so we got them. Yesterday. You found them yesterday, you brought them in, and, and we're good to go. Yesterday, one of the members of our commune, Golmiv, and Mortha looks to Thula, and is Golmiv who... Is that another Luxodon? Is also a Luxodon, which I'm not... You might not know her, <laughs> but is... I do not. Uh, what was I saying? She was feels has, has a great connection to the prophet as we all do and is braver than most of us because she has a, a bit more training she got close enough she investigated the basin uh, thoroughly enough that she did find a thornberry bush however it is at the very same spot where the dragon has made its lair i see uh so so we got a it's it's in the is it like part of the lair? Like we like the and is the dragon always there? The dragon is not always there. The dragon has to hunt to eat to live. It it, it thankfully has not uh, attacked us. I think that our illusion has some effectiveness at keeping it from attacking our our sanctuary here. Uh, but it yes, we see it flying back with deer and other beasts from the forest to to feed on so it, it's not that it's always present but w from what Golmiv said it seems like yes the dragon has very seemingly in intentionally Martha. chosen to live close to the bush is there an ask here well none of us have any training except perhaps Golmiv, who you don't know and <laughs> that's correct i do not know her so i Somebody needs to get the root for the antitoxin. So my vote is that somebody should be somebody that the whole commune is going to support. And from what I've heard, there's not actually consensus on our presence here. So I don't really feel like we should put our life at risk until there is full support from the commune. So it sounds like oh. you all might have to have a meeting tomorrow. Uh, Mortha looks over to Thula. Are they are they talking about Pips over? And uh, Thula kind of shrugs and... They, they ran into Pipsilver at the near the entrance, and uh, and then she like is she narcoleptic because like she was in the middle of talking to us and like really chewing us out, and you know we were about to apologize, and then she just fell right asleep right in the middle, right really? in her own doorway. Wow, that's, that's so surprising. She do that often? No, I maybe I should go check on her. Um, any any questions before I go check on on Pipsilver? Yeah, I guess like how did you? No, how'd y'all know that y'all needed somebody like Jasu to come help this prophet? I will say that I didn't, Mortha says. I thought Thula would come back perhaps with a doctor or something, but mm. Thula tells me that you have some kind of magical healing? I do. I think others in our party do as well, and I glance at Titan. Right too. Wow. T Titan has no idea what, what Jasu is talking about. <laughs> It's like and looks it looks at Joe. It's like Joe, what you? Yeah, I seen you. I seen you burn stuff up and like yeah. I guess you kind of like a doctor because you be tinkering and stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Joe's very helpful. <laughs> also tighten with your words. I mean, I'm very encouraging and, or or cutting. You know, you literally healed a wound on my arm. 
this very day. That was all you, baby. No. I just said that it looked good on you. Absolutely and you were like, not. oh, I got it. That's not what happened. That's what I saw. Anywho. Yes. Well, so we have two healers and. Um, <laughs> Martha nods and says, interesting. I, I think that the prophet, the prophet is important to not just us, but we believe to the very worlds, to Rakhatima. And so it, I think that it is some kind of fate that brings you here to us because not only do we need somebody who is able to to heal far beyond our meager mundane means but also we need somebody who is able to confront a dragon and from what thula has told me just just briefly it seems like standing up to things that are otherwise extremely terrifying and, and dangerous is something that you also have some experience with and we certainly do not. Joe is already laying down with her eyes closed. Well, we're all going to need to sleep before we do anything like a- absolutely. that. Absolutely. So I, I just, uh, uh, the only other thing that I, I'll tell you is that the, the dragon seems to be full of poison. And so any ways that you know of, any antitoxins that you are able to prepare overnight, it, you seem like the adventurous sort Poison is is the thing that I would prepare myself against. Uh, but, but I <laughs> I should go look after. Y'all Nibilis got any antitoxins? Y'all, you 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 know I'm just saying like <laughs> mushrooms often be you know there's a lot of mushroom vibe here. Mushrooms well, sometimes be Thula, poisonous. Thula says, "Oh, did you bring the?" And and Martha says, "Oh, right." And Martha takes out a little pouch. You're only going to want to take one of these at a time, especially if you've never taken this variety before. Mm. Um, have I taken this variety before? Let's check. <laughs> I, don't know what I, what I don't know what skill I'm rolling, but I rolled an eight. <laughs> yeah, roll in nature. Great. You take a look inside, you nature, can't quite that's tell. that's a plus zero. Yes. And, uh, but I'm very, like, no, no, I've seen these before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great. So then you'll know that, you know, they can be kind of intense and each one isn't quite like another. And so just be prepared for that. And Martha says, all right, I'm, I'm going to go rest well, and uh, I'll probably come back in the morning. And takes her leave, leaving the three of you with Thula and Yama inside. And as she's going, uh, Thula walks her to the door and is about to close the door when she looks up into the sky. And she says... Oh, oh my gosh. Everyone, everyone come, look. Oh, I, I run outside. You come to the door or the window and you look out and you see that the moon has risen and is illuminating the trees and you can see the moonlight shining down onto one extremely broad tree towards the back of the commune. And it's on a small rise. It looks a bit different from the others. It looks, even from this distance, very old. And directly above it, the moon shining bright suddenly is blotted out by the silhouette of a dragon flying over the ridgetop. Creepy. And that is where we will end 
We do not like that. We do not like that. We do not like that. What did you say, Kylie? Vampire dragon. (gasps) Vampire Vampire dragon. Vampire dragon. Dirty crit. Well, everybody, let's get to some dirty crits. Dirty crit. Dirty crit. Yes, dirty crit. Yeah. Anybody anybody got any hot takes? Crit they want to talk about? You had something that you brought up at the beginning of the session. Oh, yes. Yes, Danny. You were like, remind me of a story about the mushroom (gasps) growing. The mushroom story. Yeah. It was just that. So when you were describing the the guy who became a mushroom or like the Uh, growing of it and then the whole thing, I just had a vision of when I was working for Radio Disney, we had like people would get dressed up and stuff because we would often go to events. But some of the people who would dress up are not Disney folks. They would just like be like random mm-hmm. other people at fairs and stuff. And I just remember being like we're off stage, just sort of chilling. And like it was so funny because especially because we, we, we toured in like a Disney van. And so like the outside was very Disney-esque and the inside was very we are college students and we're <laughs> not, we're like listening to rap music that's definitely cursing. We're like, we're still good people, but like mm-hmm. not, yeah, it's just a very was, different vibe. We're not, not listening brand. to Disney yeah. music inside yeah, exactly. Disney band. <laughs> and we're all like chilling. There are a couple people who are smoking. Like it's a whole vibe and we're all mm-hmm. just sitting in the back of this van and we see this mushroom come waltzing up (laughs) and it's this guy who's in a mushroom costume he's like five like 11 like he's like a normal height of a human Mm -hmm. walking around in this mushroom costume that's just like it's just a a a gray mushroom or like brown mushroom um head with like big eyes but from the back it looks fully like a penis and no one Uh, of course no one can deny that there's just a big dick walking around (laughs) it was uh, I we cried <laughs> laughing, cried. It was so uh, funny. Oh man! Just, yeah. Okay, hold up. Radio Disney. Yeah. Why have I not it. heard about this? I was part of the road crew, so we'd go around and do like little shows and stuff. We'd dance around, and it was very wow, fun. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Have more gotta questions, ask more questions, but for at, yeah. yeah, after the pod, kind of question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Amazing. You didn't know. Deanna is actually Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> yeah, turns out. I know. I'm. I'm. What's What's the What is Hannah her name? Montana? Hannah Montana. Yeah, yeah. There, that's I, am. Mm-hmm. there I am. I wanted to know what the questions were because I don't think we got all of them. Oh yeah, you got almost all of them, which is pretty great. But we didn't get number one. Number one. Oh yeah, you, you're right. You didn't. What is your favorite color? <laughs> oh, yes. Nice. And then, do we get five? And five is what is the capital of the Federated Enterprises? Oh my gosh! So it really was a mix of like trivia. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And it's, love th- that. This was very much inspired by Monty Python, and and it was fun <laughs> to embrace that because it wasn't a danger encounter. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody remembers the scene from that movie, but that movie, the penalty for saying I don't know or getting the answer wrong is immediately being thrown into the chasm of doom and dying yep. and it's yep. just like you know in D terms it would be like no saving it's like if you if you say i don't know or you get it wrong no save your your character's dead mm. and so for this one to yeah. to have it be similar like the consequences were similarly sharp like that's why what happened to you did jasu because it's like once you had lied once what you said later didn't matter like you already like were gonna not be able to see the illusion yeah but it didn't have any bearing on safety you know so it, yes yeah 
Yeah. No, it was great. Were there other consequences that you had planned or like that was the that, that was, was the consequence. Con- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just curious. basically not being able to see it. And totally. then if anybody seemed dangerous, then like people from the community would have come out and mm-hmm. been like, "Who, mm-hmm. who are you?" Who are yeah, I was curious, you? but I, but Joe, I think like was too preoccupied to ask like what the mechanism was. If the mushroom thought that there was someone dangerous coming, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what happens? How does the mushroom tell people? Like through the spores, or the mm-hmm. spores go out, or mm-hmm. does it just start screaming or something? <laughs> yeah, the 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 bridge fungus definitely can communicate directly to the guardian fungus. Like they are mm. they are the uh, they are able to communicate with each other. And so I think if there's any r- real danger, then the guardian fungus has a way of alerting the people yeah. at the mm-hmm. commune. Well, uh, I don't know if this is dirty crit. Maybe it's dirty crit. Yeah. But just like tying in, oh, how do I say this? So like I am crabby today mm. and just the feeling of like when you come to D&D, like you are bringing yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> into your characters mm. and like Joe was crabby mm. <laughs> and I yeah. was like really trying to push against it, but like I so many of the things that Joe said or wanted to say, but I like was trying to check myself were like coming from the place of like, oh no, actually Joe would want to maybe ask questions or dig more, but like I Kylie am like crabby and need need a reset or something. It has nothing to do with this game or like anything at all, but it was just like my own baggage mm-hmm. coming into gameplay was mm-hmm. definitely informing some of my choices love it. today. I love yeah. it. Same. Yeah, and especially like if that was part of the reason why you just dropped a sleep spell instead of wanting to talk to this like Honestly. obnoxious NPC. It's like great. You all you all have magic. You can use it like that. You <laughs> yeah, know, you don't I have to almost role play did it right away without using magic. Yeah. <laughs> like I almost just did it like right away, but I was like, okay, Kylie, just like <laughs> take a beat, like suss out the situation and then like I just couldn't handle it it's, anymore. It's so much more fun, I find, to play flawed characters. To play characters who are like, you know what? I'm tired. I got hit a lot today. And like, yeah. fuck this. And um, it aligned with the adventure we had yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Or I guess oh, earlier yeah. in the day. Right. Yeah, totally. An hour ago. An yeah. hour, An hour ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. And we were oh, already gosh. tired from before we had that. I know. So. Yeah. Yeah, to really imagine, like, yeah. y'all are walking yeah. into this you know, Coachella mushroom land covered in who knows what dirt and blood and and gunk from these creatures who knows what this black ichor is. Yeah, you probably looked like a state. Yeah. Yeah, and I wanted to strangle Thula when she was talking about this thorn. And I couldn't tell if it was Joe or if it was Kylie, but it's like, I don't care about this. Th- this, sound- this is a you problem. This is not a me problem. This is a you problem. My favorite, my favorite was when Joe uh, slash Kylie were like, what is the ask? What do you yeah. want? Yeah. Like, you're just talking, but like, I want to sleep. Tell me what you need and leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> I felt that. That was so good. Oh. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I also say that Titans uh, and Jesu had a moment, which I felt was sweet. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. We did have a little like, yeah. So how do you be a person? Yeah. <laughs> it felt very much like a baby queer being like, mm-hmm. can you just decide to be gay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the answer is, yeah. You can decide to be gay. Mm. You can be gay if you want to. You can be gay if you wanna. <laughs> <laughs> Do what you want, man. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to. 
Yeah, go for it. I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was a that was a very fun moment. And it was also like it was another one of those things where it's like you know we're art imitating life, life imitating art. Josh was like, oh, like yeah, you do you you are you because you decide. And that that's essentially how like what I you know personally believe it as well that like. Mm-hmm. There are certainly a lot of things that are outside of your control and those play into the way that you make your decisions for sure. But yeah, you you make a choice. And if you don't make the choice, there are choices still get made. And then you you live like that. And not making a choice is also a choice as well. That's not not a choice. Yeah. Yeah. It felt very like I was I was going back to what it felt like for me when I stopped going to church and Mm. started to explore my own gender and sexuality and all of those things. I think that it is absolutely not true for everyone. But for me, I definitely felt like I was not given a choice. And it was like, I must perform and be this one way. Otherwise, I will be in hell, period. I'll Mm. be in hell. And I I don't want to suffer. I don't want my family to suffer. So I have to do this one thing. Mm -hmm. Even though no one explicitly ever said that, but they did in so many words, right? And so Mm -hmm. it's also what, like Joshua, like what Titan was saying of just like feeling like you're supposed to be some kind of way that you're not. And I think with Jessu, like, losing her religion like or losing her connection with her god but then also like which hasn't really come up much but like we talked about this early on that like she left because she's not really allowed to be in pure because they're not really there's not really supposed to be religion in pure and so she's kind of at a place where she doesn't have really anyone or anything anymore and so it's really just like wait if i if i was supposed to come here to get away but i also was like oh well what i'll do is i'll save everyone but now i can't really do that in the way that i thought i could because i don't have a connection to my god what am i even doing who who am i Mm -hmm. yeah and i feel like we're seeing jasu explore that part of her personality already like joe almost said something in the moment but titan I don't remember if Titan asked you the question, but just the idea of like making those choices in the present moment, like what do you want to do now? And I feel like when you went down and just tried to kill the Roper, like that wasn't because you were trying to convert the Roper mm-hmm. to Suleon. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that was like something else that was happening that was not aligned with you being a prophet. Mm-hmm. And so like we're already kind of seeing Jasu and maybe it's in a volatile way, but like make these very different choices i feel like yeah i mean i think also lying and like yeah 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 just like going and being like no i can see that house and it's like no you can't <laughs> mm-hmm. then we all see you can't but also just like wanting to like butt against the system in some way and just mm-hmm. being like you mm-hmm. know what fuck everything i don't know <laughs> uh yeah so the thing that i wanted to call out happened right at the end and it is when Mortha was like, oh, yeah, Golmeave is also a Luxodon. (laughs) God. And it's funny. I wrote that. I I was prepared for that kind of thing to happen way back in Stormhaven when first Prim and then Thula brought up, you know, Golmeave's existence. But I think both times it came up because of Suleon first, not mm-hmm. your presentation as a Luxodon. 
And so it, it always felt a little bit more like, yeah, like that wasn't what was happening. Whereas this time it felt very much like, oh, you, the other, the other one that looks like you. And so I, I don't know, I'm, I guess I'm just curious if anybody has any thoughts about the way that that happens. I mean, it's like there, I, I don't know what the lore is, but my, I think Titan's experience, because it's also Josh's experience of mm-hmm. this world, is like there aren't a ton of Luxodons right. out there. Like, I think Jasu was certainly the first one that Titan met, mm-hmm. and they happen to also be part of the same sect. So in, like, this, like, instance, it was like, yeah, Jasu probably does know right, 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 right. person yeah, yeah. Uh, for, like, for, for a number number of reasons. But it, in-game, Titan was, like, Titan and Joshua were both, like, it's like it's like like they're like here's it's it's the question it's the obvious question to ask and also it's like how do you ask this in a way that it's not it's like just gotta just ask just just do it (laughs) just go Uh ahead and ask if they know them because there are a lot of reasons they probably actually do know them uh and i think in this distance you just you we all know you want to ask so do it (laughs) there's a black comedian who i can't remember her name she's very funny and she has this joke where she's talking with her roommate who is Asian and that girl is like asking her like, hey, like, do you know this girl? Do you know this girl? Do you know this person? And and like during the conversation at some point, she's like, are you just asking me if I know black people? And then the other girl was like, yes. She goes, do you think that I, I think you know all Asian people? She goes, well, yes, I do. I do know all the Asian people on this campus. And so, like, why don't you know all the black people? Like, what? why aren't you hanging out with your friends? And that's the sort of the joke. Um, and it's so funny. But I think about that. Because uh, I think uh, it, it, it's both true that, like, oh, yeah. like, you haven't yeah. seen a lot of, like, Luxodans before. And you're like, so do you know each other? But also, like... And it's also offensive. <laughs> totally. like, it's truth and it's a stereotype all at the same time. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. the money of it. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I do, I do know them, but the fact that you assume that I yeah. knew them is right. a problem, even though I do know them. What do you want me to tell them? Yeah, they're really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm seeing them tomorrow. I'm trying to look up her name. I was I was particularly thinking about it happening back in Stormhaven because it was new information. Like by the time you got here, you knew that Golmi was going to be here and stuff. But somebody being able to make that connection and give you that piece of information might have been really valuable. And I'd be curious, talking to the POCs in the room, like if you feel like that ever happens in real life, like if you go to a space that is either primarily white or looks like it's going to be really white, if somebody giving you information like, hey, here are some other here's an affinity group or something like can be both and maybe it's maybe it's the same thing maybe it's like helpful and obnoxious but like does that ever happen where somebody's like oh you've arrived here are some other non-white people that you can talk to not a long time okay but but i also just feel like and i think we've talked about this before it's like sometimes it is about like what your intention is and mm. like you you can you can smell that shit like if somebody's like mad thirsty to be like oh, this black person i can introduce you to this other black person mm. like you know mm-hmm. you can smell that you know 
But if it really is like, oh, I know X, Y, or Z things about this person or this group, you might be interested in this. And like some thought actually went into it. Sure. Great. And it can be, the thought could be like, because we've had some conversations about like, you know, somebody wanting to get more involved with a particular community, whatever. If there was some thought behind it that wasn't just like, ah, color matches Mm -hmm. other color, Mm -hmm. then like, yeah, that's fine. And even the other way is not great, but it's like on some level, I'm like, I see you're trying something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I it like, it's an opportunity to have a conversation. Like I could be like, if, if I felt that I might be like, oh, wh- why do you, why would you want me to, why do you think I'd want to go over there? Why do you think I want to talk to these people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's an opportunity for them to be like, oh, <laughs> to either think or say, oh, because you're all, you're all black. And then we can have, we can go from there. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, it's an opportunity. Like they're offering me an insight into how they're thinking about certain things. And sure. it's like, if that person's worth the time, like we can, I can work with that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how often that happens to me, partially because I don't look that Filipino. So like typically it's only people who really know me that mm. would assume that it's like, oh, I'm going to try to. I'm going to connect you with an, uh, with an Asian affinity group versus like people don't know if I'm Latina. People don't know like what mm-hmm. ambiguous, like I'm kind of put in the category of like this ambiguous POC mm-hmm. box. But, you know, it's one of those things that, like on one hand, if someone were to come to me and be like, oh, yeah, I have this Filipino friend. You should hang out with them because you're Filipino. I'd be like, um, no, probably not. Mm. But also if I learn that one of my friends has a Filipino friend that they didn't tell me about, I'm like, girl, why don't you tell me that person is Filipino? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know, and so it's just like um, it's a lose lose situation. Maybe I don't know, um, but it's one of those things that, especially in social situations where I don't know a lot of people, it is kind of incredible how often I feel like I find the other, especially like mixed race POC mm. person. Hmm. in the room like the number of times i've been in maybe a majority white space but the person i end up talking to is like another person of color another mixed race individual besides and it's like i'm not talking to the other white strangers but the Hmm. stranger i'm talking to is a person of color or is mixed like does happen a lot and i don't know why that happens yeah, but it interesting. happens though but it does but it does yeah interesting i always end up talking to the gay girl who's closeted yeah here we are it's like yeah you know stereotypes don't like they don't come out of nowhere (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) they don't come out of nowhere yep her name is zashir zamata i think is how you say it sashir zamata Mm -hmm. so it's s shout out s s s a s h e e r z a m a t a she's fucking hilarious you should all look it up that's sweet Yeah, well, and that's, you know, that's uh, like the college campus example is maybe a good a good one because it does feel like the world is actually often really small once you start narrowing it down by a couple different things. Like, this is how I feel when it comes to classical theater. Like, if you ask me if I know any actor in the world, I'd probably be like, no, there's too many actors. But if, if you narrow it down to classical theater and then mm. a region like not even one city but like one part of the country and if i've if i've worked there there's a really good chance that i know that person and it's like it just took takes two categories before like all of a sudden oh yeah we we might have worked on a play together mm-hmm. and and i feel like that 
interestingly for our D&D game, like that's, that's since we've kind of made it so that Luxodon all come from this one region, then it's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. there's a really good chance you know each other because we know the regional specificity of, of that yeah, group. Totally. Um, and I do know of her, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've heard of her. Awesome, everybody. Well, I feel like that's a good place to wrap things up. What, what about you all? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Safe sex, everyone. <laughs> yes. Yes. Someone <laughs> had to do it. Well, shall we get to some plugs? Plug it up. <laughs> okay. Safe sex, everybody. Again, safe oh, sex, wow. everybody. Safe <laughs> sex, everyone. Hey. Oh, the first plug of the night. I'm going to steal Deanna's plug. Nachmo in DC. Mm. So uh, go see some wonderful new uh, dance in the District of Columbia. Yeah. Amazing. And Deanna might even give you some dates for that. Sunday, February mm-hmm. 18th. Sunday, February 18th, Nachmo right. in DC. Awesome. Uh, I'm gonna copy Joshua's plug, and I'm gonna plug something that Tor's in because oh. I don't have my own plug this week. <laughs> and Tor can elaborate. Uh, I'm gonna plug the play that Torsten is in, Dracula, in mm. Cincinnati at Cincinnati Playhouse in the Park. Dracula. It opens first performance is February third, I think. Yeah, and it runs through early March. So if you're in Cincinnati yeah. or near Cincinnati, for you Midwest viewers, not viewers, you Midwest, you Midwest listeners, <laughs> uh, check out Dracula. Yeah, come check it out. It should be a spectacle-filled thing. <laughs> I get to do magic in it. Oh, yeah. So I'm learning. I'm learning some magic tricks, which is something that I've never. What done. kind of magic? Like. You got to come see it. I can't tell you. You got to come <laughs> okay, see it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fun. That's yeah. Fun. Um. So that's what I got going on. So thanks for listening, everybody. We Woo-woo. would love to hear from you as well. Contact us on the socials at when crit happens or send us an email when crit happens at gmail.com. Deborah. And if you haven't had enough of us, head on over to our Patreon. There's plenty more over there. Patreon.com slash when crit happens. Crit on them, everybody. Crit on them. Yes. Hope you enjoyed the show, everyone. Special thanks to Cullen Fitzpatrick for our theme music and original musical underscoring by Wormwood, Balin Wagner, and Benjamin Bergdorf. Full episodes come out every other Wednesday. On the off weeks, exclusive content is released for our members. Head over to patreon.com slash whencrithappens to join the community. Thanks for listening.